What's up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark and Barry, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. And one great place to think about how can I, you know, get more speaking gigs? How can I speak in front of more people? High schools and colleges are really great places to do that. You also get in front of a younger audience who, if you have the right talk, you could impact them in a really big way. So we're going to focus on how do we get on these types of stages, high school and college? How do these opportunities come up? That's going to be this episode. Our guest who joins us, she is the co-founder of Connections 101, which is a youth empowerment company specializing in motivational tools for outside scholarship searching. She is a scholarship strategist, author, and speaker, and over 150,000 students nationwide have attended her program. So that is quite the impact she has had already. Her strategies have helped students win up to $200,000 for college. Her book, Scholarship Strategies, published by Morgan James Publishing, is available at every major bookseller. Our guest is dedicated to empowering all students to remove financial obstacles and design the life of their dreams. Our guest who joins us is none other than Jean O'Toole. Jean, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Mark. It's really great to be here. Jean, I'm so happy to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. And I do feel like if you want to impact, I mean, speaking to high school and college students, you impact people at a young age and then they carry on those lessons and those experiences. So I feel like there is quite a reward to speaking at high schools and colleges. And I'm wondering how do we make these things possible? Like how do we actually get on those types of stages to have that impact? Sure. Um, I'm so glad that you want to dive into this specific topic with high school and college speaking, because you're right, Mark, Uh, there are definitely Uh, not just opportunities out there for people to uh, really um, have impact with young audiences, but um, it's incredible about what really can happen for that young person who is in the audience, what they can do with your particular piece of information. And really, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible opportunity to, to truly transform lives. I've been uh, speaking now in high schools and colleges uh, for uh, about 15 years now. And it's, it is like no platform out there. Uh, frankly, I will take a, an auditorium of high school students any day to a big, you know, conference of uh, business professionals, just because the energy in the room is like no other. Yeah, and uh, just like that, the energy of the room. I mean, I've heard of some speakers who have come on the show, and they're like, "I spoke in front of five thousand people, and it was at that moment I, because you know, five thousand people, you know, that's a dream for a lot of people." You have people who realize that that's not the audience meant for them, even though it's a big audience. So Gene's making an interesting point just because like sometimes you get the whole auditorium, but sometimes you're just talking to a classroom. And even then, I mean, if you really love speaking and you love speaking to this group of people, it is definitely something that you should be doing. And I do feel like, you know, once you get to speak at a college once, there is that recurring aspect where if you do the, uh, thing in august the inauguration uh, not the uh, i'm uh, it's been i i graduated like an orientation college. like a college yeah. orientation so yeah. so like yeah. you know i just graduated so like all these terms are like 
out of the window. So <laughs> it's all good. In. But, um, how do you get your foot in the door to get the initial? Sure. So great question. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to first say you're right about the fact that it doesn't have to be an auditorium of hundreds or, you know, a thousand people. It could be that classroom. And I started my speaking career with schools really from those classrooms. And one of the easiest ways for any person to get their foot in the door is to recognize that there are actually four different ways to kind of get in that door at a given high school. And here are those ways. So number one, absolutely always through a principal and, and, and through their office. Second, through a guidance office or the college office. Number three, through department chairs. So we're talking about in a, in a high school, the AP of English, the AP of history, AP uh, uh, of um, sciences, so department chairs. And then lastly, and this is a big, uh, a, a big missed opportunity. A lot of times speakers don't realize that uh, this is a whole nother, it's a whole nother yes, it's a whole nother get in the door. And that is through um, what I would refer to as the parent coordinator. So that person might have lots of different titles, but for sure it is the person that might uh, manage any type of speaking and um, different uh, seminars that might be happening maybe in the evening that are for both students and parents. So again, those four ways for your listeners out there would be principals, guidance offices, department chairs and that parent coordinator and i mean that that's definitely like a solid group of people to reach out to because you know you want to reach out to the decision makers who decide really like who speaks and uh one of the things that i do is i sometimes use linkedin for like someone who's harder to find a principal you have the principal like on the sites of all these schools so it's easier to find them but i'm wondering what your thoughts are on like how you find people based on these different roles and what that first outreach email looks like. Sure. So um, I'm going to let you in on a, on a secret. So um, what's really exciting about getting your foot in the door with high schools is that it's, you don't have to only rely on emails and obviously picking up the phone and reaching out to a contact. Most high schools in the United States still have that old but usable and it's on that fax machine that is actually in the main office of every single high school. We forget, we, we, you know, I've stopped using fax machines a long time ago, but um, high schools use them constantly to fax out information um, in, um, uh, to fax out information to colleges and universities and um, I will tell you one of the fastest ways that I got my foot in the door when I first got started was I created an email uh, that, you know, drove home, um, you know, three solid points of what a, what a, 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 um, a program or a, um, a workshop might be for the classroom um, or I also did the same, I, I copied the same content and I actually put it in just a one sheet fax that would be sent 
attention to the school, attention to one of those four areas that I was I just mentioned. And what's amazing is that those high school secretaries, right, they are picking up those faxes and they're putting it right into the mailboxes of those decision makers. So you don't have to worry about an email getting buried mm -hmm. in a bunch of emails and maybe not being seen. Um, using, um, I, I wouldn't recommend it for, obviously for corporate speaking, things like that, but for high schools, actually um, sending a fax, and you, we, there's so many, um, there's so many free fax services out there and really inexpensive fax services where you could actually just send a fax through your email. Take advantage of it because it is a way to be able to get your information in front of the decision makers really fast and easy. That's, uh, I mean, that just definitely sounds like one of those things you would never think of. I mean, just like the face to face is something that we struggle with now, but like the facts is like so many people think that's dead, but I mean, but not in the high school, not, not in, in the high, not school. in high schools, not, not in high schools. Yeah. So, so it, it, you can set it up to be automatic and you can have that same email template that you are going to pop out to those same contacts. So they're actually getting the email and probably even faster. They're going to have that hard copy of the facts right in their hands um, because those guidance secretaries, I'm uh, sorry, those, uh, the, um, the main office secretaries will get those right into those, those decision makers mailboxes. So definitely something that um, any one of your listeners should use if they're wanting to get into the high school market. And I mean, again, this is a really fascinating idea. Uh, do you like send these things in mass because uh, like, do you target Absolutely. like a hundred schools and get like three of them? Because it's not like you're to have a relationship built in, but the, the faxed one sheet starts it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so just like you, you had uh, started out um, our, you know, started out this particular episode uh, mentioning, you know, once you build a relationship with a high school or a college, they are likely to rebook you year after year after year. Um, and, but I, but yes, how you start from day one is through that, e, that e-blast and that fax blast. So um, as you're doing, you know, start with, I would encourage anybody out there to first, you know, start with uh, the radius of, of miles of where you want to travel. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, you know, first you want to, maybe you want to just start with maybe a 50 mile radius. Um, if you're comfortable doing that and what are the high schools within that 50 mile radius and start compiling those, um, pieces of information of the emails of those four decision-making, um, those four, those four decision-makers and also then get that fax, fax number. And you're going to, um, you're going to reach out. You should reach out with, um, I would recommend first with reaching out with, if you have never done any type of speaking before and you don't have a, um, if you don't, you, you don't, you're not an established speaker yet, and you're just trying to get in front of some audiences, you may have to, uh, you know, first be willing to speak for free. That's, that's something that you might, um, if you're just getting started out, uh, but schools have budgets and, um, there is, there, there, there's definitely money, uh, for, uh, for speakers in schools. 
And I do, I mean, you do have to start for free if, uh, you know, you don't have the speaking reel or anything like that. It is necessary to, uh, you know, just build up that reel and then you can start charging later. Do yeah. you like, I know you do like attention to the school or, and then to one of those four uh, people who have that certain role. Uh, and then you talk about three points. Is there anything else you're doing there? Like, uh, like I know bio, like speaking real, like a link, like, is there anything else you're adding to that message? So it should be really, it should be really minimal. Uh, you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, load up with a lot of detail. Um, obviously this is the, the, this initial email or that initial fax is, is meant to be the attention getter. So that way that person contacts you back. So it should be really simple. For example, uh, when I first got started, I, um, I uh, was, I had created a workshop about scholarship strategies and I simply um, sent out my email and my fax uh, to those decision makers. And um, I, you know, I would say, you know, attention, I could, I would make it, I would make my, uh, my, my fax sheet as simple as possible, make it one, include even the cover sheet with the actual content don't have two separate pages because you want it to be as easy as possible for that person to have received your information. So I would have had, you know, simply right up at the top, attention, guidance department, uh, you know, subject free scholarship workshop uh, for maybe 11th and 12th grade students, just as one example. And then I would have a quick little blurb, um, you know, um, hi, I'm a, you know, I'm a scholarship expert and I, I have a, uh, a dynamic interactive and that's really, really key makes, you know, using language like interactive, uh, dynamic, um, make sure that, that the audience, this make sure that the decision maker knows that it's going to be really engaging for the audiences, right? And I would bullet point, uh, you know, specify 45 minute workshop uh, that and I would specify fits uh, fits perfectly into a class, uh, a, a, you know, a class schedule. So that way they know that I could accommodate whatever their time frame was and um, and students will learn. And I would give maybe three, three to five, no more than five bullet points of what is gonna be covered in that workshop. And I always would um, close uh, that email or that fact sheet with, uh, you know, space is limited, uh, you, know, you know, contact uh, contact me, you know, contact, um, contact me as, you know, as soon as possible to reserve your dates, you know, dates are limited. So that way people know it is first come first serve. And, and that's how I actually started getting my foot in the door. Once, you know, once you have spoken at a few schools, you'll be able to get testimonials, obviously from that, from those educators, those administrators, and of course the students. Um, you start doing uh, programs that are for students and parents, you'll start getting testimonials from parents. And that, and really mark how it looks is uh, sooner, sooner rather than later. That classroom workshop uh, really turned can turn quickly 
into an auditorium program. Uh, and uh, once you've built that relationship with the school and a school recognizes, wow, you know, we want to have you back. We want to have every single student hear what you have to say. And, and so instead of doing a, you know, a, a classroom workshop, it becomes a, it becomes a full high school assembly. And I mean, that's the, um, do the talks act as if nothing's going to happen in return you can go from a classroom to an entire auditorium. And I mean, again, I don't think anyone here is really thinking of the fax machine. I think a lot of people <laughs> thought it was dead before hearing what Gene had to say about it. Now, is this a similar approach you take for colleges or do you take a different approach or do you build up the high school gigs first and then approach colleges? So um, really, um, I, I really look at them actually as two completely different, different approaches. Um, a college, you're at a college, you are gonna to need to have a very strong LinkedIn presence. Uh, you And, and uh, your social media presence uh, is going to be a lot more important. Uh, at a college, uh, you're, you're gonna have different decision makers. Your key decision maker at a college um, is gonna be student activities. But also too, you can uh, definitely uh, pitch a um, pitch a presentation to career services. I just was, uh, I recently uh, just spoke uh, at Rutgers University in New Jersey uh, um, uh, just a few weeks ago um, at a huge career conference that they had uh, because of a relationship that I built with their career services department. Also, um, you know, you can, you can reach out to their alumni department, you can reach out to their admissions department, um, and definitely, like you mentioned, uh, even their uh, college orientation director. Mm -hmm. So those are all different programs that could be happening year round. Uh, with um, at a particular college campus. Really, you're you, at a college, you have to look at each each department um, as their own separate lead to be able to follow up on uh, because it's, it might be a very different uh, presentation that you are presenting, like a different product that you are presenting uh, to that decision maker uh, based on what their needs are. And Jean mentioned something very important, what their needs are. Uh, you can't just go in there and say, I want to speak. I want the money. I want the exposure. You got it like Jean, like for her uh, high school, like it's a very specific thing. It's, do you want to figure out how we can get you more scholarship money? That's something every 11th and 12th grader is interested in. Probably a few freshmen and sophomores interested in that kind of information as well. So it's not like if I you know, get a high school or college speaking. It's not like I'm going to go into like, you know, this is how you become a profitable public speaker. This is how you build like, you know, like self-publishing. It would be more for like breakthrough performance or something like that, that relates more to what their needs are and the needs of the admin, the department, the decision maker. It's really the needs of the students. So you have to think about what would a student want from your session uh, and that's going to help you frame your messaging to whoever the decision maker is. Absolutely, Mark. I mean, for any any public speaker, regardless of what your topics 
uh, are, we always have to keep in mind who's our audience, who's our audience, and design our program around them because it's not about us, right? It's always about our audience. And we want to make sure that that audience uh, not just leaves with hopefully some valuable information, but we want to leave them empowered. We want to leave them excited. We want to leave them ready to take action in whatever area that they came to, you know, they gave up some time. They gave up some time in order to, to spend time with, with, with um, it at our, at that program. And, um, you know, with that, I actually want to just make sure that we address one quick thing. High school speaking is High school speaking is is so different uh, from any other any other platform because those students usually have not it is not like even at a college campus where those students were at a college campus students are deciding to go to your speech right it's not like at a a career conference or a professional you know, event where those entrepreneurs or those professional folks are deciding to come to your program. At a high school, the, there has been a decision maker, a teacher, an educator, or um, an administrator who has decided that those students are gonna come to hear you speak. So you need to recognize that your first five minutes are so, key with a high school audience you have to win over a high school audience really fast because you have to give them a reason to want to um, stay engaged for the rest of the program otherwise you're just an excuse for why you got them out of a science test mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really i mean you don't want to be the person who like, you know, I don't care like what kind of impact I have. I'll just take the money. You want to think, how can I refine my talk? How can I, I mean, Gene brings up a really great point. Like, you know, college, like there's still some forced stuff depending on the college you go to, but there are talks where, you know, you can choose whether to go or not, but high school, they're all forced upon you. So those first five minutes are really key. And just thinking back to my high school experience, it's usually those speakers who like win you over in the first five minutes and continue to win you over and get you involved and do activities. Not that you have to do activities, but those are the ones that have really won over uh, for, from my perspective. So, I mean, I do feel like a lot of this stuff is really spot on. I feel like just this episode alone give you an idea of how to get into high schools and colleges. If you want to learn a little more about that, I do recommend following Jean's work. She's definitely more aligned to how can we get scholarships for all of our high school and college students uh, because college students, some of them still are looking for some scholarships for like, you know, some of their years. But I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places we can find you and continue following your work. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, Mark, um, I, um, I want to help, help people design their lives. And for some of them, for, for some folks that, you know, has to do with scholarships, um, for some, for some other, uh, young folks, it's just simply, you know, trying to, you know, navigate what their professional goals are. But, um, for sure, because I have been, uh, helping people, you know, find and, and, and win money to cut college debt. Cause I super believe that, 
young people should not uh, be burdened by, you know, huge amounts of debt. I want people to start businesses. I want people to be able to, um, uh, you know, buy property, you know, be able to really expand their life without college debt. People can connect with me um, through Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, at Scholarship Strategies. Uh, you can uh, pop me a tweet uh, at Scholarship Gene, and um, I would love to hear from you. Uh, reach out to me, and uh, I, I would love to you know, help you in any way that I can. But um, I definitely wish um, everybody out there good luck in your speaking endeavors, because it is awesome. Uh, there's nothing like it. I mean, when you get off a, when you get off, um, a stage and uh, you realize that there's been a shift, like a real dynamic energetic shift in that room of, you know, a few hundred students or more, you know that, at least for me, I feel like I, I'm living my purpose, you know, and um, I've, I've, I'll tell you, uh, there's a, if, if we have time for one quick story, there was yeah. this, um, there was this young, young girl about about 10 years ago, I was at a huge high school in New York City, and uh, there's about 600 seniors in the room. And uh, I had uh, given my my talk, I'd given my assembly, and this young this young woman, uh, she was a 12th grade student. She followed me um, out to the the hallway. I was heading out to my car on my way to another high school. This is my life. And uh, this 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 girl stopped me in the hallway, and she says, "Gene, I, I need to talk to you. I really need some help with finding money for." for college. And I said, well, were you in my assembly? Did you hear my talk? And, and she said, yes. But, um, what I kept understanding is that there's, I'm going to have to find some time to, to put some of these strategies to work. And, and I just don't have a lot of time. And, and uh, I'm a pretty straight up person, Mark. Um, so I, 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 and I, I, I responded to her. I'm like, oh, you're telling me you're busy, right? Like it, you're, you're busy, like get in line because we're all busy. And, and she said, no, you, you, you just don't understand. She said, my mom just recently lost her job and I had to pick up some extra shifts at my own part-time job just so I could, uh, we could pay the bills, um, at our apartment this month. She said, I'm barely keeping my head above water right now at my high school. I'm doing whatever I can do just to make sure I can graduate. And, um, at the end of last year, at the end of her junior year, uh, she said, um, she said, I had a baby son, so I'm busy. And uh, I said, can you find an, find an hour a week? She said, no. She said, I, I don't think I can. I said, can you give me 10 minutes? Uh, I said, put together 10 minutes three times out of your week. Let's start there. And uh, I really believe, Mark, that choice is the most powerful thing that we own. And uh, she chose. She chose to show up at her high school either 10 minutes early or stay 10 minutes late. And uh, she put the strategies together that I had shared with her during my, my talk. and. Uh, she had, I'd met her October of her senior year. By the time um, I, she was graduating that year, she had applied for almost 200 scholarships and she didn't win every one. She didn't win half of them, not even a quarter of them. This girl, she was not by any measure a top student at her high school, but she still won close to $80,000, uh, which was more than what she needed to go to the college she was going to be going to. And I'll tell you right now, the fact that that young lady was able to pick up a phone called the college she was going to and she was able to say thank you so much for accepting me i'm calling to tell you i will be paying in full and then she used the remaining money 
to pay for her childcare for her son while she was going to college. Mark, I'll tell you, that's why we get up on a microphone in front of audiences because we can shift and change lives. And, and, um, and I really encourage everyone, everyone has a, has a voice, everyone has, has a message and everyone has something to offer. So, uh, you know, thank you again for having me today to be able to maybe, maybe help uh, motivate someone to, to, to motivate another person. Gene, that is such a beautiful story. We'll definitely cap on there. Show notes, links, all that stuff. That's an amazing story. That's what you get as a public speaker. And for someone like Gene, who's been doing it for a while, uh, those are, that's the kind of success you could have, not just for you, but for the students who apply what you teach them and get those kinds of results. I mean, that's such an amazing story and amazing outcome. And I do want to thank you again for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Mark.